rdtdaily.com presents a Tara Buster with comedian Tara Devlin. All right. Yo, what's happening, everyone? I think everything is working. My name is Tara Devlin. This is a special Tara Buster we do at, during the week when, whenever we can. And I mean we, I mean me, you, us. Like Bernie says, not me, us. I'm wearing my Bernie shirt because I love Bernie. What can I say? I believe he will go down in history as one of the great Americans. And only if we get it back, though. Only if we get this grand experiment in liberal democracy back on track. If... We don't. He won't go down in history as a great American. He'll go down in history as a terrorist or something like that. Uh, it really is... Ugh, I don't even know. What was I going to say? The the Watching Twitler and the Republicans try to... try to cover the ass of a, a treasonous usurper of... Anything decent is uh, uh, under the guise of fighting corruption. Now, make no mistake that that is how every other autocrat operates. And it's why we have been, from the beginning, saying enough. For when when Na Nancy Pelosi was saying that it, he wasn't worth it, and we, the normal people, we the people were insisting, please, enough with allowing this criminal to get away with it. Is if if Donald Trump isn't worth it, is the United States worth it? Is the grand experiment in liberal democracy worth it? Because it's it's not a drill. It's actually happening. Hello, Gene. Hello, Jim. I see you on the chat. And hello, everybody else. I see, I don't see anybody on Facebook because I don't have my Facebook open. So I, hopefully it's streaming. Anyway, so we usually stream at the RDT Daily Facebook and YouTube channels. And we're rebroadcast on Sunday. This is the Saturday show on uh, Progressive Voices. The These weekday specials are not on Progressive Voices. They're just on the iTunes, on the podcast. So things like that. I'm trying to do more of them to find more listeners and viewers and supporters basically and also give the those who support the show another opportunity to connect because by the time Saturday comes there's so much that goes on in between that it's really good to do a check-in even though I do hate doing them these shows during the same time that Mike Malloy has his show and Bob Kincaid but it is unavoidable at this point so anyway you don't have to watch it live. You can always go you know, watch it on your own time after the fact. But because Bob and Mike are, we're uh, compatriots. So, and we have a lot of the same audience. But, you know, I like listening to podcast. I don't often listen to Mike live. I'll listen to the podcast in the morning. So, anyway, I suggest that's... You guys do what you can do. And I know you all support us, so I appreciate that. So please become a patron if you can at at patreon.com uh, slash Tara Devlin. 
and it's you're supporting RDT Daily as well as this show. All right, I wanted. To, I don't have a lot of time. I was. It's the the good thing that I I enjoy about doing the weekday specials is that I'm not under a time constraint, and they don't have to conform to a specific uh, format or whatever. So it's really up to us and me, really. I guess if we want to do an hour, two hours, whatever. You know what I'm saying, G? So. Listen, as I always say, I say listen a lot. I say, as I always say a lot, I, one of the things I wanted to talk about was I, I saw that Ellen DeGeneres. I know that everybody's talking about impeachment. The, there were two things I really wanted to do today. We'll see what happens. We'll just play it by ear. One was I wanted to talk about Ellen and that debacle, what I consider a debacle. And I also wanted to read a little bit about, of that statement that Trump that Trump's lawyer sent to the Democrats because it is a classic. It'll, it'll go down in history as a classic Republican wine because as I was listening and, well, not listening, as I was reading the, the statement, all I kept thinking was yet again another, a, another whiny Republican, uh, just a... a, a excuse republicans there is no no low too low for them to go but i i knew that fascism was going to be abhorrent but i didn't expect it to be so effing whiny the so they're, they're always talking about how strong they are when they are the weakest little bitches in fact apparently Right now, and let's just make a uh, have a little bit of a moment of silence or whatever to for the people being massacred, thanks to Donald Trump, the Kurds who were fighting alongside us are uh, apparently what happened was Erdogan was upset with Trump because he didn't uh, that Trump didn't give him the the time or that Erdogan another puny tiny dictator thought he deserved and at the UN and Trump uh, they had a phone call of course we'll never see these phone calls apparently because they shoved them in this top secret server and because he doesn't work for us he works for himself this it's no longer a government of by and for the people we are under the manias of Donald Trump and the Republicans are are all too eager to comply. So apparently what I was, what I came across on my way back from the city today, and I'm not a hundred percent well versed on it yet, but that uh, Trump gave the withdrawal of the American troops to Erdogan as a gift to win back his favor. Well, what would you, what would you want from me? My, uh, Erdogan, uh, and that's what Trump's. Uh, I mean, that's what Erdogan said that he would he would appreciate if if he would uh, if Twitter would allow him to attack what he calls the terrorists when who the, they're not terrorists. These are our allies. So we pulled back our troops and uh, we're allowing this authoritarian dictator to massacre to massacre them. So it's uh, it's unbelievable. But it isn't unbelievable. It's completely, un it's completely believable. 
And it's abhorrent. It's disgusting. But And it never stops. So today, Joe Biden came out and said he's finally for impeachment or whatever. I mean, I don't even care. Who cares? The, the thing that scares me the most is if a Joe Biden becomes the nominee because we're in trouble in that case. It, it is a very real possibility that if Joe Biden is the nominee, that Twitter will be reelected for various reasons. And I don't think that hatred for him is not enough. Hate, hatred for Twitter is not enough to motivate a majority of the American people. We, we live around a lot of stupid people. Um, as shocking and disappointing as that is, it's really upsetting that he gets, it, he gets any votes. How does he get millions of votes? I know, I know that he received fewer votes, but the fact is there are millions of people who will vote for him again. Given all this, and there are a lot of people, millions of them, who believe the bullshit coming out of his mouth that this is a democratic, well, he, he calls Demo, he says Democrat. It's, it's, that is so annoying, too. When I'm watching the corporate media and they're reporting, they're repeating Twitlers, they just pop a camera in front of him and allow him to spew his lies unchecked. And then they'll read his Twitter feed. The president just tweeted, they'll say. And, as, and when I hear that, I think it reminds me of the president just took a shit in his diapers. It's, oh, uh, yeah, when my nephew was little, it reminds me of, oh, uh, Ryan just poop, did a poop. That's what it reminds me of in his diapers. The president just tweeted, oh, he, he did a real boom boom in his diapers. Let's all read it now and gather around and discuss it. And then the, the fact that they discuss it as if it's real. As if it's something that, that is worthy of a five-person panel discussion. And, and not just the, the inane musings of a sociopath who's caught in a trap. And will, if he's going down, he's taking everybody with him. That's for sure. So um, why are they continuing to play into it? And the corporate media... When I was watching MSNBC, they were running one of Twitler's ads. How he's framing it that it's this Democratic Party. Well, of course, Democrat Party, like I was saying. The, the corporate media never, they never come in and uh, they never explain when they read the Democrat. Like, so they'll be reading Twitler's tweets. They'll say, this is a Democrat Party uh, coup or whatever. That's what they'll say. And they don't stop and say, of course, you, the viewer, in case you don't know, there is no Democrat party that is a pejorative. And the fact that we're reading it, which is, uh, it, shame on us. The fact that we're reading it without explanation, um, we're, we're aggregating, we're spreading the lies. We're spreading the, the Republican pejorative, so so much so that many people think that that's the proper name of the Democratic Party. So and it's uh, it's an uh, it's 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 abhorrent. So anyway, um, what was I saying? So Twitler, what he'll uh, he'll he's going to take as many people down with him. But they oh, so on MSNBC they were 
playing a, a commercial for Twitler. He's saying, President Trump is fighting the swamp, and the swamp is not going down easy. He, we, it takes a strong person to fight the swamp. And there, uh, this is the frame that they're putting him in, that the swamp is fighting back with these fake impeachment charges, fake impeachment charges that he, he confessed to, that he admitted to, that we have the document to back it up, that he released, and the and witnesses, motive, opportunity, a the the transcript and witnesses. So um, it's a crime. Oh, you can't impeach somebody for doing a good job, he says. Doing a good job? What? What is good? What is he doing that's good? Oh, they, they're putting judges. They're packing the courts with judges. So the judges who will put the last nail of the coffin into the grand experiment in liberal democracy. This is why Republicans hate this country. I say it every week. I'll say it every day. Until it gets that gets into the lexicon of our zeitgeist thinking or whatever I'm I'm using a lot of words that I don't know it's is it a zeitgeist or a lexicon the lexicon is the is the language that we speak the zeitgeist is the feeling involved in you know the the, uh, the of the day the, so I guess it's a bit of both until that gets into our consciousness I'm gonna repeat it. Republicans hate this country. Let's not forget it. And let's not be shy about repeating it because enough of this shit. Okay, so what I wanted to talk about was the uh, was Ellen um, sitting next to Bush. Okay, I understand. You're you're a big pal of Bush. Well, here. All right. Let me let me let me just explain what happened in case somebody missed it. So Ellen DeGeneres a couple of days ago went to the uh, went to some effing sports game. I don't give a crap. Who cares? And she was in a box with George W. Bush yucking it up. And then apparently uh, Twitter went gave her a case of red ass, and uh, uh, she had to explain herself. So she went on her show to to tell everybody. To just be kind, be kind to war criminals. Don't it's this inane infantilism that is sweeping the country. Don't don't have any critical thinking. Forget about all those who died, the illegal wars of corporate aggression. Don't worry about any of those. Don't don't bother your beautiful mind about those who aren't here anymore who are in their premature early graves that they can't enjoy a baseball game or a yucking it up with a war criminal I, I guess they they wish they could but they were made prematurely dead thanks to wars of corporate aggression that George W. Bush lied us into and there's no repercussions for this except you get to yuck it up with a Hollywood white gay liberal who's up there in the ivory tower and now we got to get scolded about our reaction to it so let me let me just play what what uh ellen said in her in her own defense i want to talk about something that happened this weekend i know it's tuesday sometimes i like to ruminate on things all day monday so that on tuesday you, you hear about it um so uh, this weekend i went to dallas uh, for the cowboys game and uh yeah so uh thanks 
And um, it may not seem like a big deal for a celebrity to attend a football game, but uh, I never leave my house, so it is a big deal. I, I go through the drive-through at Wendy's, so I only have to see one person. I'm that kind of person. So there were 100,000 people in this stadium, beautiful stadium, by the way, that Dallas has. Um, so Portia and I were invited by Charlotte Jones. She's the daughter of Jerry Jones, who owns the Dallas Ooh, Cowboys. Well, look at and, you. And uh, we went because we wanted to keep up with the Joneses. <laughs> uh, oh, my God, kill me. So anyway, so we get to sit in this very fancy suite because, you know, he owns the, the whole place. So his suite is, is fancy nice. and he's got fancy friends. I'm begging for patrons over I don't mean fancy here. like real housewife fancy. I mean like fancy. Look, this is, I took a video of who, who was next to me. And then she pans over, there's George W. Bush those listening on the podcast. Back to her big yeah. smiling face. So, so that was Portia, and that was Charlotte Jones uh, Portia was talking to, and George W. Bush, and then in front of us was the tallest man in the world. And, um, so I've got to say, uh, when we were invited, uh, I was, you know, I was aware that it, I was going to be surrounded with people from very different views and beliefs. And I'm not talking about politics. I was rooting for the Packers, and uh, get this, everybody in the Cowboys suite was rooting for the Cowboys. And so I had to hide my cheese hat in Porsche's purse. And um, don't get me wrong, I, I, I like the Cowboys. I love the Cowboys. I love all the village people, as a matter of fact. Um, <laughs> But, but Aaron Rodgers is a friend of mine. He's the quarterback for the Packers. And so uh, I'm sitting in the, in the Cowboys suite, the owner of the Cowboys, and secretly cheering every time the Packers scored or every time another whistleblower came forward. And uh, <laughs> the referees, Whatever. you guys, the referees. Somebody just emailed me something wrong um, with Facebook. That's why I'm distracted. But during the game, they showed a shot of George and me laughing together. And uh, so... <laughs> People were upset. They thought, why is a gay Hollywood liberal sitting next to a conservative Republican president? Didn't even notice I'm holding the brand new iPhone 11. And, um, <laughs> but a lot of people were mad, and they did it's what people do really when they're mad. They tweet. Nice up there and, in the uh, ivory but tower. one tweet that I loved. This uh, person says, Ellen and George Bush together makes me have faith in America again. And, um, really? See, that's so irritating. It makes you have faith in America again to have absolutely no repercussions for being a, a war criminal sitting next to a rich, white, Hollywood gay liberal who, who, you know what? The thing that really irritates me about Ellen, let me just, is because she, okay, she's out of the closet now. She came out of the closet way, way down the road from when all the work was being done. I don't know if you remember her show. For years and years and years, she played it straight. And while other comedians were out of the closet, that, that like, for instance, like a Kate Clinton, who is an icon in the gay community, but she never had the career that Ellen had because she was always out in the in on the vanguard of the civil rights movement for the lgbtq community and ellen stayed safe and secure in the closet until all the work was done and it and she finally peeked out and got in front of the parade as if she was leading it all along and i, I don't forget that so it doesn't make it, it doesn't surprise me that she's 
She's full of shit, frankly. It's not, what, what is this pathological kindness? Are we kind to the people that were sent to, to die for a lie? What about kind for those still suffering the traumatic effects of, of, uh, of being in war? Or what about the incessant and nonstop attacks on the gay community that we had to endure that uh, the uh, that the american people it's because it's not just gay people that feel the the repercussions of that kind of hate of that institutionalized attack on the minority group du jour it is the entire society that has to suffer from it so how many gay teens committed suicide because George W. Bush st stood in the Rose Garden and called for, for the first time in American history, for a constitutional amendment against a, a minority group, not to expand rights to, to more people, because every uh, amendment, every constitutional amendment was to expand rights, it was to expand the franchise of democracy to more and more people, but for the first time in American history, we, he, they wanted these Republicans, George W. Bush and his Republican ghoul, the, the entire Republican greed-centered ghouls, ghosts of the Gilded Age, these assholes stood there and wanted, they, they threw the LGBT community into uh, the fodder, like red meat for their base. Because the fact is they don't give a shit about gay people. They could care less. They, and they're, And that proves it. They can pal around with uh, with uh, g a gay a gay couple ma happily married. No thanks to George W. Bush trying to prevent her from having the same l rights to form a legal marriage contract as everybody else. But it makes a difference when you have somebody who's the the most powerful person on earth standing there saying that we are fighting for a constitutional amendment against gay people that's what does that say to to everyone it says that gay people are not equal they are, forget equal protection under the law these are they, they, this is a they're subhuman they don't deserve the same rights and how does that what how does that ripple out into society that uh, that's why young people the number one cause of death for gay teens is suicide thanks to somebody like george w bush it's getting better now but it's not it's not getting that much better the, the young people have to constantly uh figure out this uh the the you know the, the just where all young people are navigating just growing up that ending up i mean i know for myself when i figured out i just realized oh my god i'm gay i'm like i am that person that the priest is talking about who's going to hell and that really uh, affected my youth it made me self-loathing it made me want to kill myself it made me want to do drugs it made me hate myself and try to change i tried to be something it made me self-loathing so and for years, you know, you you suffer the consequences of that. And so when you have a president that does that, uh, I'm sure that it affects how many people like so you have this. Um, I know that Matthew Shepard, the the murder of Matthew Shepard happened during Clinton. And 
So you have, um, you know, Ellen, apparently she's uh, very, I don't know, she's she's not even a, I, I know I've heard her speak about Matthew Shepard, the, the horrible um, crime that was, uh, that happened to Matthew Shepard. I mean, that, that, that happens to all, it, it happens to society when something like that happens. But so it, how could you be so blind but to use your platform to do nothing but advocate for for this phony kindness uh, you got to it's not about just disagreeing with someone anyway let me let me continue cuz it's really uh, you're t you're disagreeing with it's not about disagreeing with somebody um we both have the same ideas oh we both believe in democracy but we have two we have different differing ideas of how to get there that's the it's not this that's not the case because in her defense she calls it she likens it to um having friends who wear fur and as if I, what a stupid comparison are are gay people is it something you could just put on like a like a like a fur coat is it it's is it that much of a luxury to you this is some you're talking about people's core being of at the essence of who they are and she's saying um that you know like she's promoting herself the her cowardice to sit but next to George Bush giving cover yet again for republican inhumanity and their their crimes against humanity she just basically gave him a pass and in society we're all supposed to be like ho fucking ray give me a break I'm friends Mick with George gives you, Bush. In fact, gives you faith in humanity? George, uh, George W., what does it say? Ellen and George Bush together makes me have faith in America again? Actually, for me, it makes me weep for America. It makes me wonder if there will ever be any consequences to the actions of the elite in the ivory tower. It won't. There won't be and, until we, the people, rise up and say enough is enough. They, she, she should be shamed for this. She has a platform. She has an opportunity, and she's sitting there giving cover to a war criminal and a gay basher. Unbelievable. Okay, I'm friends with George Bush. In fact, I'm friends with a lot of people who don't share the same beliefs that I have. We're all different, and I think that we've forgotten that that's okay that we're all different. For instance, I wish people wouldn't wear fur. I don't like it, but, but I'm friends with people who wear fur. And that be wearing fur is the same as starting an illegal war uh, based on lies and running your 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 political party your campaign on the backs of the civil rights of 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 gay people of which this bitch is supposed to be one of us i guess no she's it's, it's there's different rules it just goes to show you it is not just white privilege it is the privileged elite these are the privileged princes that FDR talked about. I, I'm friends with people who are furry, as a matter of fact. I have oh my God. friends who should tweeze more. And I, I have, Disgusting. but just because I don't agree with someone on everything doesn't mean that I'm agree. not going to be I mean, this is what is so offensive to me. It's not about agreeing. The, you're 
you're you this is a fundamental offense against the human race it's like it's like a jew sitting next to hitler's uh, yucking it up i don't agree with him you don't agree this is a person that went out there and said you do not have the same rights as the rest of the american people and not and on top of it lied us into a war Unbelievable, but they a war that this bitch never fought, just like she never fought on the front lines of the civil rights movement for gay rights. She was not out there advocating for marriage equality. She was comfortably in the closet while we fought for her rights so she could sit there with her wife next to a war criminal. And when I say be kind to one another, I be don't mean kind. only the people that think the same way that you do. I mean be kind to everyone. Doesn't matter. Be kind to war criminals. Let's not uh, ever pester them with being uncomfortable at a ball game for inflicting uh, a, a, a needless war on, on Earth that we're still paying for. We're still paying for this war. People are still dying thanks to that that greedy ghoul who I mean why are we there because George W Bush lied us into a war we're still paying for it we can't have nice things and this bitch is sitting there yucking it up oh uh, they didn't point out my iPhone happy how funny funny isn't it funny that we all have to die. So it's the it's the angry Twitter mob, right? That 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 it's just that Twitter is um on some uh, for these people. Uh, there's what the insinuation is is that if you're if you have an a, a reaction to this inane sophomoric infantilism of be kind to a fucking war criminal, and, and it's not even that it's. Uh, it's not I'm, I know I'm I'm going I'm I'm stammering I'm stammering about this because it's beyond it is I'm like literally shaking in my I, I in my stomach because I am so enraged by this and it doesn't make me it doesn't give me hope for America like I said it really makes me think there is no hope for America because we're such infants here there is there there's no hope until the the elite feel the sting of the lash of their policies not just us so when we're we're the pe we the people are out here and we have this twitter platform to respond to to those in the ivory tower and i guess they're reading it and instead you just dismiss it as it's as an out the outrage mob it's this is not an outrage mob it's an opportunity for you ellen to look in the mirror and take some responsibility but i doubt that will happen because there is no responsibility and when i, when I was thinking about what am i going to call this night's show i it was the you know we always have to hear about the party of personal responsibility but they only stick to that motto when they're denying somebody health care or a hot lunch program. But no one takes responsibility, especially Republicans and, and the elite now. Somebody like her, Ellen, give me a break. She's a coward. 
Take responsibility for your actions. Have we ever heard George W. Bush apologize for lying us into a war? Taking responsibility? We, he should be in jail. If this were a just system, we wouldn't allow war criminals who lie people to, into war, lie us into a war that we're still in, that we're still paying for, that people are still dying in. That there, are young, there are young people who never got to, they never hit 21, 22, thanks to George W. Bush. Be kind, though. Be kind? It's, it, let's be kind to ourselves and, and have these war criminals face the, face the music for what they've done to the so society. Yay. Um, I wish they were clapping for me. No, they were clapping for that bullshit. What did she say exactly? Wait. She said, doesn't mean that I'm not going to be friends with them. When I say be kind to one another, I don't mean only the people that think the same way that you do. I mean, be kind to think everyone. The same the way. Oh, oh, I, I'm sorry. I can't be friends with somebody who doesn't think I'm a full actualized equal citizen like they are. Disgusting. But, and, but do you see how, how aggravated I am? Because I'm just thinking about the, this, uh, you know, her sitting there with her wife after all of the work is done. Sitting with the war criminal who tried to deny her the right to get married. playing Christmas music. I mean, seriously, there's no excuse for that, but I'm kind to them. Anyway, I want to thank Jerry Jones, Charlotte Jones for hosting us and thanks President Bush and Laura for a Sunday afternoon that was so fun. By the way, you owe me $6 for the nachos. Oh my God. So of course the, the elite all rallied to her defense. Let me, I, this morning, you're not, you can't escape it. You can't escape. I was watching Morning Joe as I often do. And here, here's them. They all were like, oh, what a wonderful thing to see war criminals and gays together. I mean, every once yeah. in a while, uh, we, we get reminders of what, how this country works. And mm -hmm. uh, once you get away from Washington, D.C., how really? good people yeah, who this... may disagree with each other. Uh... Who may disagree with each other. This is what's driving me insane. It's, is it that simple? Good people who may disagree with each other. Is, are you a good person if you lie your nation into a war? What is the definition of a good person? Are you a good person if you send your fellow Americans to die when uh, in a country that didn't attack you based on lies? Are you a good person? Are, uh, are we that incapable of of looking at ourselves are we that stupid in this country i i know that republicans are because they voted for a con man and they continue to you know, wave their made in china american flag you know uh the little pocket flags around like uh 
as if that's a substitute for being a patriot as they are doing all that they can to dismantle the grand experiment in liberal democracy they're the you know of course wrapping themselves in the flag they're actually the cheering a con man who literally humps a flag in front of them and that's that's the extent of what it means to be a patriot and republicanize if you you masturbate onto a flag in front of a crowd of dupes at a Nuremberg rally you're that's a that's the that's what it means to be a patriot so um yeah let me let me just continue this I can get the can get can get the yeah listen Mika I want I mean honestly it's talk about really needing to control myself uh, right can get the, right can get, can get the her 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 yeah you can good people can disagree right she's so uh what's the fucking word like her grinning her stupid shit-eating grin that that masks an emptiness there's nothing there there's no substance just this inane grin that that symbolizes what progress it symbolizes regression and repression and denial there's nothing that's nothing to cheer about of what how this country works and mm -hmm. uh, how it works. once yeah, you well, get away from what honey yeah i guess you're right it does show us how yes that's right vacuous vacuous that's the word thank you jim on the on the chat but, but yeah it does show us how the how the country works it works through complete massive denial we're a, a, a it's mass psychosis that we all have to jump on this denial Let's all get together. Be nice. Be nice to a war criminal. Be nice when someone is dragging children, ripping babies out of the arms of their mothers in detention centers and uh, disgracing this country from sea to shining sea with their incipient, uh, not even incipient, their, their unabashed fascism. Be nice. When they go to when they go out to eat, you gotta be nice. Don't shame them. Don't do anything that might upset them after they spend a long day dismantling democracy. Don't do anything that you know. Be nice. That's what it means to be an American. Just you gotta be a stupid sheep going along with the crowd. Yay, be nice. We disagree. We might disagree on whether you're a human being enough to form a legal marriage contract with somebody with the same pee-pee. But, you know, um, we can at least sit here and have a, have a yucking it up in our, in our private box. For, thanks to the owner of the goddamn team while we watch these plebs out here, these peons, these plebeians pay, play for the, uh, for their masters. Where the f where the heck f, f do we live, honestly? Do we have we? I don't think we have the maturity. I I we don't have the maturity to to function. Uh, all of us, we we don't have the maturity to maintain a functioning democracy. I mean, the majority of I mean, maybe not us, not us. I guess it's them. But here's there. This is they're there to to show us. They want to tell us. They want to shame us from having a reaction. Don't have a reaction when the elite spit in your face 
and expect you to go along with the mass psychosis. Don't have you're not supposed to have a reaction. You if if you do, you're a Twitter mob. Just be nice. Damn it! While your entire country is dismantled, and you're and there's no consequences. But believe me, if I did if I did something, well, I'd be in jail. But if you start a war based on lies, you know, be nice. How good people who may disagree with each other, uh, right? Good people can get the, can right, get the right. Oh, me, oh my God, right, Mika. Like, what do you know, Mika? You know nothing. Together and mm -hmm. actually uh, be civil and, and, and agree, disagree, but still be agreeable. Uh, you see that clip on Ellen uh, uh, about her, her encounter at, with I a mean, certain I want to uh, politician at yes, uh, Dallas Stadium? Yes, I love Stadium. Ellen, by the way. Obsessed. Yeah. Seriously. Yes. I, yes, Ellen, are. it's like yes, to be on her show, my dream. Anyhow, Ellen. Oh, well, we got to make that dream come true. And I'm sure Ellen's people are on it because you, you went along with the, with the denial. And now we're going to get lectured. Chris responding to critics after crowd shots at Sunday's Cowboys Packers game showed her, as you said, Joe, sitting next to former President George W. Bush. And they, they were having fun. There's Laura Bush. She's so nice. She's, um, isn't she? Looks isn't like a she, pretty though? fan. So nice. Unfortunately, I mean, she has her two daughters. A lot of people don't have their daughters anymore or their sons thanks to George W. Bush, but as long as she has her daughters who never served a day in their life. But some mothers and fathers don't have their daughters and sons anymore. They don't get to sit there with their, with their husbands or wives, you know, chatting with a celebrity and uh, checking in on their daughters. They don't get to have grandkids because their daughters and sons are dead. They were made dead by George W. Bush. Unne unnecessarily. It's not like anybody was coming over the over the border to attack us. It's not like they were. Al Qaeda was on the uh, on the front lines here. No, they uh, they don't have their daughters and sons to yuck it up with. But hey, as long as they. But she's a, such a nice person. They're such nice people. The Bushes. If it weren't for all that. That, uh, that unmentionable war crime that we're still paying for, or the, the abhorrent attack on the LGBT community. That's the other thing that is so offensive to me. On top of the war crimes, you have the crimes against, it's just crimes against humanity across the board for attacking a, a, other human beings because it's politically expedient. Not that you would use your power be, as a Republican to use your, your pulpit, your bully pulpit, and your, your positions of power to advance the cause of civil rights, to say to your dumbass, mouth-breathing base, don't be a bunch of dicks, that we are all equal under the law, and if you're not equal, if, if someone isn't equal under the law, then we're all not equal under the law. If someone's in danger of losing their rights because a group of people don't like them, then we're all in danger. So, but that's a little bit over their heads. 
regardless of what your sky spook tells you. I know that your big giant man on a cloud wants you to do nothing that his so-called son instructed you to do and 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 just uh pour all your your religious fervor into gay bashing as a holy obligation but you know <sighs> so nice isn't she nice isn't he nice they're just nice a bunch of nice people watching a baseball game too bad i'm not nice i i have to point out the 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 inconvenient truth of the blood on their hands i don't know why how they don't slip around on that blood but there they are sitting there and everyone oh in the audience of ellen be nice yes this is what makes america great we d live in denial like infants we will never ever evolve because how can you you can't evolve. You can't fix what's broken if you can't identify it. But we'll never get there when you have traitors, when you have the, these, uh, you know, cowards, honestly, like Ellen DeGeneres. She's a coward. She's always been a coward. And she's not helping. The other thing is, at least she could keep her mouth shut. But, and be a coward. Just be a coward in your own house. Go live, count your money. But let us li go live on the work, on the hard work that we all did for you. So you can marry your girlfriend legally. Don't worry, we did all the hard work. Not you. We didn't expect you to be there. You were in the closet. I understand. You had a TV show. Couldn't lose your TV show, right? You were afraid. You know, I was out of the closet. I had to come out of the closet. A lot of people did, you know, but I didn't have a TV show. You would, but maybe, who knows? You know, maybe if you had come out the, the, uh, a little bit sooner, maybe less, less there would have been less uh, misconception about gay people. Maybe there are some people, maybe you could have saved a couple of lives. Unlike your friends over here, your nice friends, the Bushes, day there. A lot of people on Twitter took issue with the Twitter. talk show host for they? sitting next to the former Ugh. president because of his politics. Ellen okay. Do I have to repeat myself? It's not because of his politics, bitch. Is it politics? Is that all it is? It's because of his crimes against humanity that we're still paying for. And his, uh, and I include him being an, uh, uh, an unabashed gay basher who uses i mean do we just forget that that he used the power of his bully pulpit to to call for a constitutional amendment against human beings having the same rights as other human beings he's a disgusting gross ghoul who needs to be publicly shamed at every opportunity why should he walk around unmolested by decent society the Twitter mob is the, are the patriots. And I, honestly, I'm glad to hear that it wasn't just me who was offended. Dressed the backlash with a message that she ends her show with every day. During the game, they showed a shot of George oh and me laughing together. Yes, and, yes, uh, we know. So 
People were upset. They All thought, right, why is a gay this. Hollywood liberal sitting next to a conservative Republican president? <laughs> Didn't even notice. Oh, shut the fuck up, bitch. Be kind. All right, I'm just fast forwarding because we don't need to hear that again. Let's just get back to these two assholes. One. Doesn't matter. Be That's kind. The line. I mean, that, go that, ahead. That's the bottom line. No matter what, just be kind. And what does it mean? That's why it's a, it's like every day is opposite day here in the United States. That's why I'm like we're 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 doomed. We have a a war criminal in the White House now. We have a an abhorrent, useless con man who is wiping his ass with everything with every corpse of every soldier who ever died for this country. He's he's wiping his ass with all of them. With every, every th everybody who ever sacrificed for this country, whoever believed in this country, this monster is making a, is not, he's not just making a mockery of their sacrifice. He is destroying it. It is happening. We're living in the end of the Republic. It's not a drill. It's happening. Yeah. No, that is. It's bottom line, and and John Meacham. The bottom that's how line. We were. Is it the bottom line? Isn't the bottom line that there should be some consequences? I thought the party of personal responsibility were all about everybody taking responsibility for the for their crimes, for their war crimes. But it's not. They're not. The, 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 you don't take responsibility for the con man you elevated to the highest office of the land. You don't take responsibility for the, the dumb bitch reality TV star that helped grease the way, his path to the White House. I'm talking about Sarah Palin. They don't take responsibility for anything that they do, that they have inflicted on this country since they, they got their bony, greedy fingers around the neck of power. It never stops with these people, and I've been saying it for as long as I've been politically conscious, uh, that Republicans are the problem, that they are unfit to hold leadership positions in a modern nation, especially a democratic republic. They, and they prove me right every day. And it used to be that they, they did it underhandedly. Now it's wide out in the open, and it doesn't matter. They're, they're all, they have embraced the death of democracy as if it's a patriotic imperative. I should write that down and Based, use that as the next uh, title. The death of, de de what is it? Republicans view, it's not, it's true. Republicans are presenting the death of, the, of democracy as if it's a patriotic imperative. It really is. That's how they're doing it. That's how they're going to Get Trump out of this trap that he put himself in. He can't help but be a criminal. He's a crimp because he's a criminal. This is, he has he has lied his, himself into all everything that he has. He's he's a trust funded serial bankrupt. He's not a rich person. He's you know, he had money because it was handed to him. He's not a smart person. He's not somebody that could make money on his own. He was given money. And he lost it over and over again. So he's a con man. And now it's they're presenting, protecting the con man as if this, that is what it will save democracy. So the mechanisms of 
of saving democracy are presented as the deep state, a plot. It's uh, the swamp. And by the time he's done, there will be no America anymore. Oh, well, we'll have the flag. We'll have our, you know, made in China American flag lapel pins. We'll have all that. We'll have the swag. But there will be no more America. It'll be gone. It's done. It'll be an intergenerational aristocracy. And, and, and we're elite. The elite tell us to be kind. That's all they got. As they're sending us to die for, a, for another lie. There's no consequences. It's going to happen. That's how you ensure the death of democracy. Who we aspire to be, and it just shouldn't be so hard for people in Washington to do that. And as you know, as well as anybody, I mean, George W. Bush's legacy, yes, he's got the Iraq War. There are other things about it. He also, if you ask, Bob Geldof or Bono or people who committed their lives to, 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 to eradicating disease in Africa, uh, they will tell you that George W. Bush did more to, to lead on the battle of AIDS in Africa than any other leader in the world. Now, there, there are millions and millions of people who are alive today because of PEPFAR, the President's Emergency Fund, well, there you go, uh, which is something that uh, okay. will be a huge part of the Bush legacy, Never as mind. will the war on terror, Never mind then. as will the war in Iraq. Uh, that's what, what history Gray? is. That's what reality Albert? is. It's complicated. And people are complicated. Uh, in some yeah, ways, uh, I guess that Bush we could put that on the tombstones of all the dead American soldiers or the dead Iraqis. Forget that. I mean, there were millions of Iraqis. People are complicated. Three has, through two sort of viral moments with women on the other side of the aisle, has sort of modeled civility for us. Uh, really? Michelle Obama and now Ellen, and has given us a, a little bit of a this lesson. This is modeling civility. Okay. So no responsibility, then, you know, it's it will be civil. It's very, it's impolite to bring up the crimes. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Ellen. Go back to the ivory tower. Unbelievable. Let me see. I had another one here. Yeah, unbelievable. Anyway, whatever. I don't. I won't play. I. I just. I saw that, and I. I'm still offended by it, obviously. And it's not. Um. There's nothing wrong with that. There is something wrong with the mass, the the uh, the rush to protect the the war criminal. Why? That's being civil? It's really depressing. I wonder what the what the founders would think about what these past 20 years now, almost 20 years, that we've been in a, a war of corporate aggression, a war based on lies, a war of choice, where that never ends, where they, it's a, uh, that we're still pouring our blood and, and, uh, you know, our human, human beings and our and the money that we could be spending on productive things, on things that actually make the world a better place. But no, we're not. Uh, I, you know, um, uh, all I can say is uh, F you, Ellen. 
and all of them. All of them. For especially Mika. Please, Mika. It's uh, you're not um it's not you're not a higher being because you get to sidle up to war criminals. The, the, the fact is, they want all of us to believe that being nice, quote-unquote, to a war criminal makes you some kind of an elevated human being. Oh, there goes Francis again, licking himself. Come on, Francis. Not on camera. What am I gonna do with you, huh? What am I gonna do with you? Why is he gotta do that? Anyway, you know. Yes, exactly. Uh, Brzezinski's daughter, right? Yes. She's, uh, what's the guy's name? I can't pronounce his name. I can barely pr pr pronounce, pronounce. So, yes, it's, uh, but she lives, she's always been in the, in the circles of the elite and been around power but she always she seems more um amenable to, to she's kind of she seems pretty dumb frankly so i mean she's married to joe scarborough what do you want but it's this pathological niceness is doesn't help anyone and it doesn't help it's it doesn't help the the grand experiment what is wrong with allowing those allowing people to feel the consequences of their actions the the fact that we protect them from the consequences of their actions means it, it's like a drug addict being enabled by a sick family so the best thing that that happened to me in my addiction was that i was allowed to feel the pain of the actions I was taking and not and not being enabled and many families have addiction and they suffer with uh, their family members being addicted or whatever it might be whatever the uh, many people have this in uh, uh, whether you're the 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 person the identified patient as they say or the or a family member it's a family disease it's the, this is what it reminds me of, that we are, it is a family disease to allow, so the family, the United States, the, we the people, to allow one of our people to get away with murder um, and, not, uh, and, and be, be kind, be nice. It is enabling that. And it's not just enabling him. Fine. Has he ever come out and said, I apologize. I made a mistake. This is, I, I can't sleep. It's a, I can't stop thinking about all those I sent to die based on my lies. There were never any consequences for his actions. And, uh, and, and this goes for effing Michelle Obama too. Just to be yucking it up with the war criminal, it's, they all protect each other. Where it, when you know what, if we were, uh, if really, if we really wanted to have a functioning democracy, we would do George Bush the favor. We would do each other the favor of allowing him and them and us to feel the consequences of those actions and all those who were responsible take some responsibility. Otherwise, we're never going to get better. 
and if it's not about just being nice it's the same thing as somebody if i uh, in the grips of my addiction giving me uh money to buy more drugs because they don't want me to see suffer right it's the same thing oh well we're just being nice i don't want to hurt her or whatever when you really are <laughs> killing me it's the same thing I, at least that's how i see it and it's on top of uh, Michelle Obama. It makes it honestly. I'm even more offended with uh, with with Ellen because I always find her to be annoying. Only uh, I appreciate that there's a openly gay woman who's married on daytime daytime television being piped into the homes of these evangelicals, whoever, you know, that, that helps the, um, it helps gay people in general for, for others to see us as human beings, as part of everyday life. And this is what we were arguing for years when there were, when many gay celebrities were in the closet and they, and including her, including Rosie O'Donnell, including Jodie Foster, including, you know, now the, they have come out after all of the work was done, when it was safe to come out, when after we were out in the streets getting our heads beaten in, not that I got my head beaten in, but you know what I'm saying, that there were people, that there are, I mean, you know, people who uh, were out on the front lines, and they could have been of some help. They could have been of some use, but the but Ellen, for her to you know just go, she's just a coward, frankly. And there there you go again, with so even Michelle Obama sitting there, yucking it up. But it's almost like I expect it from her because you know she's part of that that elite presidential circle that they protect each other. the The worst thing that happened, well, one of the worst things that happened to this country. On top of everything, every other worst thing that happened was when uh, when Jerry Ford pardoned Nixon. What are we doing over here? And um, yes, let's look forward, not behind. Moving on, bullshit. That's there. That was the precedent where presidents were above the law, and we're still there today. And that's why we have Twitter. With all of these, I mean, here's here's Twitter. Okay, moving on to Twitter. Here's every, here every day. Okay, I just couldn't believe what I saw today. I'm gonna play it while I gather my thoughts here. Here it is. Well, wait a minute. First of all, okay, here it is. The House's failure to provide, this from Cipollone's letter, provide co-equal subpoena power in this case ensures that any inquiry will be nothing more than a one-sided effort by House Democrats to gather information favorable to their views and to selectively release it only as they determine you warned about this the drip, drip, drip of the leaks coming out of the Democrat uh, offices. They're conspiring Democrat with, offices. of course, the whistleblower. We'll get into that in a moment. That's Democrat tick, you effing pathological child. This is this is what gets me so pissed off. When I was what I was saying earlier in the show, when I hear, I expect that from the Fox News fascists, but when you hear it on MSNBC, when they say. When they're reading Twitler's tweet tweets and they're saying, "Oh, the Democrat Party," they never they never explained that's a pejorative. So, um, 
and then I actually saw somebody tweeted. It wasn't to me. I think I responded to it. They said, oh, the Democrat Party. This is why we want the the adults back in charge and not the Democrat Party. Okay, so they don't see the irony of saying we want adults back in charge, not the Democrat Party, while they're 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 using this schoolyard bully pejorative taunt like pathological infants. That's what they are. It's a they have nothing else. They're children. They're and I I mean no offense to children because children grow up. Republicans are emotionally stunted schoolyard bullies and we know that bullies inherently are cowards so it makes sense because fear is the is the motivating factor in the, in conservatism so they are they're not even nice people they are they are horrible people they don't have ideas all they do is, so they attack like a child like a child like an infant but what about this well uh, what you're seeing is regicide this is regicide uh, by another name, fake impeachment. Regis. See, there you go. Like I say, it slips out now and then. Republicans hate America. They hate democracy. They always have. Every now and then, the truth will slip out. Whether they, they don't mean it, it comes out. It can't, they can't help it. They can't help but let it slip out now and then. Regicide. This is regicide. That's not a mistake. That's a Freudian slip. They think Trump is a, is a, is a, I was going to say queen, a king. He's a queen. He's a king and a queen. And they, and we know that we heard their supporters. They, we heard that, that video of Trump supporters saying, I wasn't, I never thought I would like a dictator, but if we're going to have a dictator, I wanted to be Trump. Really? That's what's so pathetic. It's not even a decent human being. You don't even want a decent human being to be a dictator. You don't want a decent king. You want an asshole, a, a con man, someone with a fake university and a vitamin scam. Uh, the, the Democrats in the House want to destroy the president. They don't want to preserve the republic. There, there's nothing honorable about what is happening. So they don't, so this is regicide, you, they, but they don't want to preserve the republic. There's nothing honorable that's, uh, about what's happening? Exactly. Um, the opposite, as usual, because every day is opposite day in Republican bizarro world, it's, it is honorable, it is preserving the republic to impeach this dangerous tyrant. This wannabe, this petty little tyrant too, this manipulatable tyrant who covers the ass of dictators, murderous dictators who kill journalists. This asshole covers the ass of them for, because he wants, he's self-dealing. And even Giuliani, who they're supposed to, they're going all over the world trying to dig up dirt on Joe Biden. Please, give me a break. Then uh, uh, while they're digging up dirt or trying to manufacture dirt on Joe Biden, they're also de double dealing. They're self-dealing to make money. This old bat, Giuliani, where are you going with that money, mother effer? You're not taking it with you. You don't look that healthy either. How long do you think you have? How long does Twitler have? That's how sick these people are. 
they don't care about having a decent legacy they all they want is more money for themselves they they are very ill and you can't have a functioning you can't have a a great society when you have very sick people at the at, holding on to power despite receiving fewer votes so i don't know if you read this this letter that they they responded to um to the democratic um you know impeachment inquiry so pat sipple sipple i don't know sipalone sipalone counsel to the president to the so-called president i just got to read this a little bit um this is their response because they're not cooperating and every day that twitler obstructs justice is that it's another charge it's another strike against him and the republicans don't seem to care they really um are amazing frankly with how with the the hypocrisy on top of everything else because as we know there's there seems to be a corresponding tweet or video relating to everything uh that the republicans supposedly suddenly stand for so they're suddenly silent about uh these uh you know about twitler but back in the day you had lindsey graham talking about the honor and of the president and the and you had trey gowdy going off about how uh you know the president had to had to um you know, he couldn't just obstruct justice. He had to comply with 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 lawful orders of the of the Congress, and that's the case. But you know, these Republicans—they don't give a shit. They hate this country. Oh, and we're all supposed to go along with the joke. It's a real joke, apparently. So when Twitter was twisting the arm of our of our Democratic allies to. Uh, using taxpayer money that was that the Congress had appropriated to to uh, defend for uh, you know what do you call it I was gonna say Erdogan yeah. oh, they you know now it's escaping me Ukraine to defend itself against his uh, against Twitler's pal Putin they uh, you know this is uh, it, it, it's a crime it's a it's an outright crime they suddenly uh, they, they think that's cool they think that oh well he's just joking he's just baiting the press he's bait it's like he's such a jokester he's like the Andy Kaufman of presidents you never know if you're in some kind of art some uh, some performance art project or is it reality so, okay, so this is the letter. I write on behalf of President Donald J. Trump, which in itself is disgusting. Of course, that's just coming from me. In response to your numerous legally unsupported demands made as part of what you have labeled contrary to the Constitution of the United States and all past bipartisan precedent as an impeachment inquiry. Get the F out of here. Contrary to the Constitution? What do these people know about the Constitution? They don't even know civics. They wouldn't know what to do as the, as the legally elected dog, dog catcher. As you know, you have designed and implemented your inquiry in a manner that violates fundamental fairness. Wah, effing wah. 
bullshit and constitutionally mandated due process? No, I'm sorry, you dumb bastards. Oh, my God. Hi, Tara Jr. Jr. Here's Tara Jr. Jr. Hello. <laughs> Say hello to the people. Hello, Jr.? Say hello. He doesn't... Well, I, he, he talks a lot. Hopefully he'll talk again. He has a very, he has a lot of more interesting things to say. More interesting than these Republicans. Oh, that is for goddamn sure. So, okay. You have designed and implemented your inquiry in a manner that violates fundamental fairness. Oh my God. How many times do we have to endure Trump and the Republicans whining about everything being unfair? Oh, it's this violates unfairness. This is unfair. From the from day one, everything's unfair. It's so unfair to him. Someone who was handed two hundred and fifty million dollars from his daddy and bankrupted himself six times in a casino, and daddy had to come in and bail him out six times, and he had to. He was so. Uh, it was so unfair to him that he had to make up fake invoices and inflate them and then use them to avoid paying taxes and to justify raising rents on low-income tenants. So unfair. It's really unfair that when you grift and steal and collude with foreign enemies of this country that you become the, the uh, highest uh, executive office in the land that you, it's so unfair that you're not allowed to use that office to make more money for yourself, even though you have like how many years to live? You got nothing else to do. You're gonna rot in the ground for the rest of eternity, but until then, you you need to glom up as much as you can. It is so unfair that Democrats want someone who's elected, who, despite receiving fewer votes, to work for the United States and not for the Trump organization. Disgusting. <laughs> Donald, this is in, in, in uh, 2016. Here's an article from the, from the, from the Washington Post. And it, it's many more times than, than this because it says 18 times Donald Trump complained about being treated unfairly. So let's see. Um... In August, he said, I liked the Kelly file much better without Megyn Kelly. Perhaps she could take another 11-day unscheduled vacation. This is what, he's, what he cares about. Trump's complaints picked back up when the subject of the GOP loyalty pledge. Oh, yeah, because he was complaining about Megyn Kelly, alleging that he was being treated unfair by Megyn Kelly. Remember that? How many times? Let me. What else? Um, he calls the uh, what did he call rigged? Everything's rigged. The RNC was rigged. Unfair. Um, the voters. The fix was in. It's unfair. <laughs> oh my god! It's unbelievable. Everything's, oh, well, he's also insulted this country on top of everybody's unfair to this country. We're being treated unfairly. Disgusting. Anyway, where was I? I'm trying to find the article again. 
for example, you have denied the president the right to cross-examine witnesses, to call witnesses, to receive transcripts of testimony, to have access to evidence, to have counsel. Here's the thing. The, an impeachment is not a legal process. It is a political process. And it is the process that is engaged in by the Congress, a co-equal a, a co branch of, of government. It is, he, he has absolutely zero right to be involved in, the impeach, in his impeachment inquiry. Put simply, you seek to overturn the results of the 2016 election. This is, it's nothing but a litany of right-wing conspiracy theories. That's what this is. The thing that's so scary is that he, the, that the Republican Party is giving credence to the, to these conspiracy theories. And, and some of these people, these morons, these, these terrorists, these domestic right-wing terrorists, are going to believe it. They're going to think that there's a deep state uh, who's out to get this amazing man, Donald Trump, who's only serving out of the goodness of his heart, who's not, I mean, honestly, saying serving. He's not serving. He's serving himself. He's, if he weren't serving himself, he would have put all of his businesses and all of his little scams in a blind trust. His, stink, his stinking, undeserving children, his filthy DNA, waste of human DNA spawns, wouldn't be flying all over the globe making deals with the most disgusting wastes of human DNA autocrats that live on this goddamn godforsaken planet, and they wouldn't be using their power to get uh, friggin', uh, what do you call it? trademarks and China and all and opening up hotels all over the globe and in fact uh, I just heard something or read something I don't know where it was where they the Scot the Scotland said that they weren't going to do something to for Trump's you know because he has his hotel there and suddenly there's a tariff put on Scottish liquor into the United States you know I mean there's no coincidence there right all of a sudden, it's because Donald Trump is an effing grifter using the power of government to enrich himself. And that's, that's the end of the story. He's not in there doing, uh, making the world safe for democracy. He's not making the country safe for democracy. He's in there dealing for himself. And that's exactly what Putin knew that he would do when he put him there. My God. And the Republicans, they're fine with that because, like I said, like I always say, they hate democracy. Republicans have always hated it from the time, and I mean conservatives. Now they're called Republicans. Who knows what they'll be called in 50 years. But they all have always hated this country. They hated when the, when the founders rebelled against the crown. They would like us to go back to having the rich ro rule everything and everybody else know their place without any benefits or any any questioning of government they let's not have an idea that government is here to service the people forget this general welfare shit they don't like that they don't want that republicans have always hated this country they hate the the very 
foundation of what it means to be an American. We know that. To them, what does it mean to be an American to them? It really is. It doesn't mean being a, a dick, an asshole, somebody who doesn't, who, who's just greedy, who only cares about, oh, oh you're not, you're unfair, who, who's a whiner, a liar, a child who can't spell, someone who is a, who does nothing but uh, is just a subservient sycophant of an idiot. Is that what it means? How are we ever going to recover from this? And I, honestly, we're not going to recover with a Joe Biden either. Please. If we don't get it back and do something be beyond not just putting somebody in, in office that's going to not offend the rich, we need somebody in there that's going to shake it up. Do you want to have a real uh, throw, what do you call it? Oh, let's shake things up. That's what they say. A lot of these Twitler idiots, they voted for Twitler because he was going to shake it, shake it up. Let's put somebody in there. That's not, it's not about shaking it up. It's about making it work for everyone, not just the, the elite. who so They could sit in their fucking uh, boxes and yuck it up. Where they can't, well, let's not pester them with their crimes, right? Let me see. Is anybody still out there? What's going on? Is this show still going out? <laughs> because all of a sudden, I don't see anybody on the chat. Anyway. Is there people on the chat? Yes, I see Let's see. For these reasons, President Trump and his administration reject your baseless, unconstitutional efforts to overturn the democratic process. Your unprecedented actions have left the president with no choice. Really? To the, he, these unprecedented, baseless, unconstitutional, everything is, is exactly opposite of reality. It is... It is based on reality it's based on the transcript that he released with two witnesses on top of everything else that we have and the and twitler's own behavior and words we we have been left with no choice <sighs> if we don't get rid of this monster it's done all right i'm looking around I think the show is going to wrap it up. What do you think? All right. Is anybody even there? Because all of a sudden I don't see any tweets or anything. Hopefully it's still going out. Otherwise, that's it. All right, guys, listen, listen. We're going to have to wrap it up. It's a little, I mean, these weekday specials are, I, I'm, I'm a little tired right now. These weekday specials are very loosey-goosey. Oh, my God, Jim, thank you for the super chat. I want to thank you. you your, your support means the world. It really does. It keeps me going. It makes me think I'm, uh, oh, okay, you are here. 
I guess for some reason it wasn't <laughs> something. My chat didn't update, so I for a very long time I didn't see anybody in there. And I thought everybody left. But, all right, listen, anyway. I want one more thing I can play. I was going to wrap it up, but let me uh, play one more thing that I had, I captured. What do you think of this? And why would the evangelicals come out and vote for him? So I give all of that, how the board, like how that got formed, how the advisory board, like what, like literally the God aspect, what God told me to do, how I even got involved. Because one thing I said, I'll never do politics. But when it came down to it, um, it wasn't about doing politics. It was about an assignment to say no to President Trump would be saying no to God. And, uh -oh. and I won't do that. Did you hear that? <laughs> this is what I'm talking about. No to President Trump would be saying no to God. And, and I won't do that. Oh my, oh my God. You know who that is? That is Trump's spiritual advisor. And this is an article at RDT Daily by Dara Lucas. So let's just read what he wrote. To hear the religious right talk, Donald Trump got an assignment from God himself. Don't just make America great again, but make America Christian again. If you believe the nation's so-called moral guardians, God considered this task so important that he, not Russia, hacked the election for Trump. At, the, at bottom, that explains why Trump maintains otherworldly support amongst the most funded elements of the country, even though evidence mounts that he had few qualms about using the power of his office to, buy, to bully a political rival. But even before then, it was clear beyond any doubt that Trump was manifestly unfit for office. And yet, the religious right is not only all in for him, but has continued its campaign to bully people of faith into supporting him. Simply put, that makes the religious, the religious right complicit in the massive swindle Trump has perpetrated on the country. So that was a clip from Pastor Paula White, who uh, is Trump's personal pastor, supposedly, which she's just some blonde that he, you know, wants to screw. And, it, and there are rumors that he, he did F her, apparently. You know, because she's got, she's a, of course she, whatever. If, if, if Twitter wants to screw you, you have to do it be, because not to do it is to offend God. And according to Paula White. So, um, yeah. Okay. So, however, some religious right leaders are more complicit than others. Among those in that category is televangelist Paula White. Not only who not only serves Trump as, a, as his principal spiritual advisor, but has the additional assignment of chairing Trump's evangelical advisory board. Isn't that disgusting? He has an evangelical advisory board. I mean, what a con. Republicans are so easily manipulated. They are so dumb that they, they really think that Trump is a gives a shit about evangelicals or anyone else. White is a is a what is it? What is of? Hmm. Let me see. I, I lost my place here. 
Okay, White is one of the many prosperity preachers who rally to Trump's standard early on. When you preach gospel, a gospel that re revels in excess, you're a natural fit for a man who is the very definition of the entitled one percenter. It's so true, right? I mean, that's, that's who this woman is. The, this prosperity gospel bullshit. They love, Republicans love that because it gives them cover. They can pretend to love Jesus and not give a shit about anybody who wasn't born on third base thinking they hit a triple. That's, it's another search for the superior moral justification for selfishness. They... And forget what their savior told them to do, their so-called supposed savior told them to do about visiting people in prison or feeding the hungry or, or giving away all their money and following him. They, if you don't have a trust fund, then, or, or if you can't uh, use the power of government to strong arm the Chinese to giving you some tariffs, uh, not tariffs, to giving you some uh, <laughs> trademarks, that's what I meant, then you're, you know, you're not doing, Jesus doesn't love you. You're not praying good enough. You're not, it's your fault. It's not the system that is, is at fault. It's you. That, that's why it's, this is a perfect fit for the Republican con. And it's, as I, I've been saying for years, that conservatism in it, itself is a con. So it doesn't make sense that they have a literal con man as a standard bearer. So let's see. Anyway, to hear her talk, Trump has been a beacon of hope for people of faith after the supposed darkness that was under Barack Obama's tenure. Uh, and that's the other thing. It's amazing how we're all, that's part of the con, though. We're all supposed to be living under this the lie. We have to, if, if they repeat it, enough and enough, then we will all remember, oh, remember when uh, America was like, we were, we were in the, the depths of despair, like this, this dystopian future uh, of that was under Barack Obama, but to them, I guess it was this dystopian hellscape because there was a black man in the White House. That's not right to them. That's just, that is a dystopian hellscape. All right, Junior, get down. Uh, though, anyway, so sh let's see. White gave Trump a Bible with an inscription touting the greatness he has brought to the country. So she's the perfect asshole for him because anybody who just sucks his, his fragile ego that like a lamprey just puts her lips around Trump's ass and sucks it until they they he could feel like he's ha, he has some worth then you know that's uh that's a good person in his eyes and anybody who says anything different is being unfair so unfair Okay, so she would have you believe that Trump is a Christian who holds his faith close to his heart. So close he can't even see it when he's banging those porn stars and paying them off. Even as he has proven time and time again, he has very few qualms about degrading woman, women and re reveling in it. Of course. I mean, it's degrading. Just to be a Trump-anzee is degrading. You have to... 
be you really i was talking to somebody today the about that red hat that it is the new brown shirt of of our day anyone wearing that hat you're especially in new york so i live in new york and we were talking about how you never see people in that hat and one day i was with bob kincaid and we were driving in new york and somebody was walking down the street with one of those red maga hats and i opened the window and started screaming at him calling him i don't remember i think i called him a racist asshole or something because there i do believe in public shaming i'm sorry i'm not nice i guess i want i like you know i believe that there is a benefit for for society to uh set the standards and we do that by shaming assholes somebody walking down the street with today's equivalent of a brown shirt when you're walking through new york with that red hat on you're telling the you're telling everyone this multicultural this this multi uh the all the multi ethnic whatever you know what i mean the the uh the diverse populace of new york that you're a racist that's what that says you're you're doing it to offend people to get a rise out of people well i was happy to oblige and i would like him to every time he puts on that hat and dares walk through my city then he thinks about it that we we know that people are thinking that and he if nobody yells at him or says something like and, and calls him out on it then uh you know, he knows that we're thinking it. That's what I think. I don't know. It's all about really ultimately making the world a better place. Why should we, as a multicultural city, have to endure uh, somebody? It's like walking down the street in a, one of, in a KKK outfit. You're talking about this. That hat is an emblematic of David Duke of the of nazis of the tiki torch rallies of the jews will not replace us that's it's an offense and if you don't see it like that if 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 you're you know i mean honestly then you're really really need to turn off the ellen show and get a grip be nice i guess i was supposed to be nice to that man but I, mean, I thought i was being nice because i if you're not what's not being nice to somebody is not calling them out on their bullshit you know when you have friends you, you expect friends to tell you okay when you're effing up when you're making a mistake you want them you know you have uh something on your teeth you expect your friend to say hey you know you got something there it's the same thing in society if you're walking around like an asshole we have an obligation to say no 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 honey not in this society not in this city. That's not how we play. We play nice with each other. You don't get to walk around with that racist ass hat trying to, what, intimidate people? You want everybody to know that you're a douchebag? You're trying to get everybody to feel uh, afraid? Unbelievable, though. So another thing, maybe I'll talk about it on Saturday, because I'm like, I'm over it. I am over um, these conservatives in every sense of the word, and I really wish that they would secede.
and maybe this is a conversation we need to have. They can have their Paula White go away. Kentucky, go away. Kansas, get out. You don't like it. We don't like you. You don't like us. We tried. We, we tried so much that we actually give you more money than you pay out in taxes because we're trying to help you. We don't like leaving you behind. We don't want to, but you would leave us behind in a second. Enough. Oh, boy. Let me see. What else? I'm looking at the thing. All right, listen, guys, go and I'm only, we only have 20 minutes. It's, should I make this a two-hour show? No. I don't know. Nobody's talking to me, so I'm going to wrap it up, I believe, and get to bed a little early. Well, actually, <laughs> I know I keep teasing it. Here's an interesting article. Mehdi Hassan from The Intercept about Ellen. Dear Ellen, the problem with George W. Bush is not his beliefs. It's his war crimes. And, of course, I would add his, his gay bashing as well. Back in November 2018, Michelle Obama described George W. Bush as a beautiful, funny, kind, sweet man. Shortly after, images of the... F oh, uh, sorry. I said that wrong. Shortly after images of the former first lady and the former president uh, emerged, sharing a, 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 a uh, cough drop went viral. On Tuesday, talk show, Ellen talk show host Ellen DeGeneres told her audience that she is friends with George W. Bush after images of her laughing with the 43rd president at a Dallas Cowboys game also went viral. In an extended monologue, she explained that she is friends with a lot of people who don't share the same beliefs that I have. Just because I don't agree with someone on everything doesn't mean I'm not going to be friends with them. Be kind to everyone, she urged her cheering studio audience before joking, thanks, President Bush and Laura, for a Sunday afternoon that was so fun. By the way, you owe me $6 for nachos. Haha. -ha. Well, we heard that already. The comedian's remarks won her praise from everyone from CNN's Chris Clazilla to the right-wing National Review, to the Hollywood star Reese Witherspoon, to Democratic presidential candidate Tulsi Gabbard. Oh, boy. A double confession. I am an admirer of Ellen, who has been a champion of refugees and a supporter of Muslims. I'm also guilty of having, a f having favorably compared George W. Bush to Donald Trump, although, to quote Jacobin's Branko Marcus ne next to Trump, just about anyone compares very favorably. Yet Ellen's specific argument in defense of her friendship with the former president is both nonsensical and offensive. No one is suggesting that she shouldn't be pals with a conservative or a Republican. Bush's beliefs are irrelevant here. His actions are what matter. What matters. He was one of the most destructive presidents in modern American history, a man who has never been held to account for a litany, a long litany of crimes, misdeeds, and abuses of power committed during his two blood-stained terms in office. The reason 43 should be treated as a pariah is not because he is a Republican or a conservative, 
but because he has caused the deaths of thousands of innocent people and tortured hundreds of others. Ask the people of Iraq, Afghanistan, and Pakistan, the so-called war on terror lost by Bush, launched by Bush in 2001 in the wake of the 9-11 attacks, has since killed around 250,000 civilians in those three countries. And that's a, that is a low estimate. We, different estimates has, have put it as high as a million. And not to mention the refugees and, the de and destabilizing the area. Okay, according to uh, okay, the, a landmark Brown study in 2008. Remember the 24 unarmed Iraqi civilians massacred by U.S. troops in Haditha in 2005 or the, or the Shin War massacre in Afghanistan in 2007? in which U.S. Marines tore down a six-mile stretch of highway, hitting almost anyone in their way, teenage girls in the field, motorists in their cars, old men as they walked along the road, or the more than 100 Pakistani children killed by 51 CIA drone strikes authorized by Bush between 2004 and the start of 2009, is it any wonder, then, that Bush's own former counterterrorism chief accused him of committing war crimes. Ask the families of more than 4,200 U.S. troops who were killed in Iraq. Bush, who conveniently avoided serving in Vietnam, sent thousands of young people to their deaths in the Middle East in 2003, and he and, he and members of his administration told demonstrably, demonstrable lies to make the case for an illegal war. The then commander-in-chief falsely claimed that Iraq had weapons of mass destruction. He falsely claimed that Saddam Hussein had worked with Al-Qaeda. And he never apologized for those falsehoods. In fact, do, do you remember during one of these press, those, uh, whatever they, now they, the, you know, the press, the correspondence dinner that the presidents used to go to before Twitler uh, was treated so unfairly that he has them now having a, a historian speak instead of a comedian. As if we, uh, whenever Twitler gets uh, offended, which is every day, that we all have to adjust. Humans have to adjust. The normal people of, of society all have to shuffle around trying to make sure that he, Twitler's not offended. But when, when Bush was at the correspondence dinner, he made a big joke about how, well, no weapons of destruction under here, no weapons of mass destruction here, looking under the podium, looking behind the curtains, ha, 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 as, as human beings were laying in their cold early graves thanks to that lying war criminal. Unbelievable. And that not only, that's what I'm saying. Not only did he never apologize, he made a big joke out of it. Ask the family of Tariq Ayubu. I, I mean, I know I'm not saying that right. Ayub? Ayub? He was a 35-year-old Al Jazeera correspondent who was killed when the, a U.S. warplane launched an airstrike on the network's Baghdad bureau in April 2003, less than three weeks after Bush ordered the invasion of Iraq. Remember that? I forgot about that one. You think calling journalists fake news is bad? According to the UK's Daily Mirror newspaper, Bush made clear 
He wanted to bomb Al Jazeera in Qatar at a meeting with the then UK Prime Minister Tony Blair just eight days after the killing uh, of Ayub. Blair, according to the Mirror, had to put, persuade him not to. So that's a little fishy. They they accidentally bombed the uh, the press. This is how disgusting these filthy Republicans are. Asked the family of Gul Rahman, as a major report by the Open Society Justice Initiative documented, it was Bush who authorized the Central Intelligence Agency to commence a secret detention program after 9-11, under which suspected terrorists were held incommunicado in CIA black sites across the world. And it was also the then-president who granted the agency expansive authority to engage in extraordinary rendition or the transfer of detainees to foreign governments for the purposes of interrogation or torture. Isn't that unbelievable? The, all of this is why we have Twitter today. Because the lack of accountability. Asked by AIDS if he was okay with torturing detainees, Bush replied, damn right. That's your friend, Ellen. Do you have any scruples? you have any honor? I guess not. As long as you got your new iPhone 10 or whatever, right? Ha, yuckity yuck. You got your wife, too, thanks to all of the fights that you never joined in on. You stayed comfortably in your closet counting your, your money while you pretended to be a straight woman, which is embarrassing on your stupid show. We all knew, we knew you were gay. We all d knew. Please. You were, you, uh, but I guess you were so ashamed. Not too ashamed, but you don't have shame to sit next to a war criminal and yuck it up and give him cover. Okay. <clears throat> Ask Mar Arar, a 32-year-old Canadian citizen who was arrested at JFK Airport in New York in September 2002 and rendered to his native Syria from where his family had fled in 1997, back in Damascus, President Bashar al-Assad's interrogators with the assistance of questions supplied by Bush's CIA beat and tortured Arar. According to the findings of an official Canadian commission on, of inquiry, Arar was held in a cell the size of a grave and whipped with electrical cables. This is your friend. That's your friend, Ellen. We can all get along. Can't we get along? Can't we be nice? Ask the, uh, the seven, eight, 780 detainees who were held at Guantanamo Bay prison camp in Cuba after it was opened by Bush in January 2002. 40 of them still remain behind bars. 15 of them were juveniles. Nine of them died in custody. None of them were, were ever charged or convicted of a crime in a court of law. According to former Bush administration official Lawrence Wilker, Wilkerson, sorry, um, the then president knew many of the detainees at Guantanamo were innocent of any crimes, but refused to release them for political reasons. That's how much life means to the party of personal responsibility and life. That's how much life means. It's only life. It's for white, rich, straight, white elites. Oh, well, you could be gay. As long as you're rich, 
Ask the families of the victims of Hurricane Katrina. People stood on rooftops waving their arms and pleading for help as the flood waters inundated their communities. Recalled USA Today on the 10th anniversary of, the, of this country's worst natural disasters. And yet, day after day, George W. Bush continued a long-planned vacation at his 1,600-acre Perry Tra Chaparral Ranch in Crawford, Texas, when Katrina made landfall. Remember this? I mean, it's all coming back to me. Bush had been on holiday at his ranch for 27 days when Katrina made landfall. More than 1,800 Americans died, and a Republican-led special Senate report later concluded that the Bush administration failed at all levels to, to plan, prepare for, and respond aggressively to the storm. Oh, my God. It is, it's beyond vile, and that's, that's you, Ellen. Be nice. Be nice. 1,600, wait, oh, wait, where am I? 1,800 Americans died in Katrina. That's, that's disgusting because of Bush's incompetence and indifference, the Republican incompetence and indifference because it's epidemic. They don't give a shit. Remember, heck of a job, Brownie. You're doing a heck of a job because it's all about the show. And you can't tell me that Twitler would be any different. He'd be out there, heck of a job. Heck of a job, Don Jr. Some or whatever sycophant got the got the role of doing an actual thing that needs to be done for people who are in danger, suffering for uh, to address actual problems. Ask the parents of Larry Rubs Robinson Robinson a man who was diagnosed with paranoid schizophrenia and, compl and considered completely insane when he carried out a series of brutal murders in 1982. Robinson, it's Robinson, Robinson was one of the 152 prisoners executed by Bush during his five years as governor of Texas, a higher number of executions than under any previous governor in modern American history. Robeson's parents begged Bush for clemency, as did the European Union, the Pope, the National Alliance for the Mentally Ill, but to no avail. Bush ignored the evidence of insanity and signed off on the execution. You know, we're supposed to be civilized, but not not Republicans. They have they they think that's strong. A year earlier than because they're it's opposite day, you know what I mean? The then Texas governor had mimicked and mocked a clemency plea made by Carla Faye Tucker, the first woman to be executed in the Lone Star State since 1863. In a talk magazine interview with Tucker Carlson, Carlson wrote, Please, Bush whimpers, his lips pursed and in mock desperation, don't kill me. That's disgusting. I mean, Carla Faye Tucker, okay, I'm not going to lose sleep over her dying or whatever, uh, or any, but it's it's abhorrent to execute. Uh, I don't believe in the death penalty, personally. Um, I mean, if somebody harmed any of my loved ones, I'm sure I would want to kill them personally, but I don't, I believe as a society, we should try to bring out the better in in each other. 
I mean, this is a longer conversation, but I mean, if anybody ever did anything to my cats, I'd, I'd murder them myself. But to, to be so vile, to mock someone being executed, to please don't kill me, that goes to show you who they are. They don't take that responsibility with the with the sober reflection that it should have. I'm sure that they would have a photographer come in and take them in a pose of sober reflection, but they would it's all for the bullshit for the idiots who buy the con. It's not real. They don't care. These are vile human beings, just like they don't care about the the Jesus that they use as a as a political ploy. They don't care. They don't care about the democracy that they pretend to love, the country they pretend to love. It's a ruse. George W. Bush is not a kind, sweet man. There was nothing beautiful about him. He was a monster as a governor of Texas and a, and a monster as a president of the United States. Nor has he become any less monstrous since retiring from politics. In September 2018, Bush lobbied Republican senators to approve his former staff secretary, Brett Kavanaugh, to the Supreme Court and reaffirmed his public support for Kavanaugh even after Christine Blasey Ford and others accused the judge of sexual misconduct. That's your great friend, Ellen. Yes, the 43rd president is a better husband and father, more mentally and emotionally stable, and less of a racist, or at least I'll say an outright racist or Islamophobe than the current president. But is that really now our benchmark for making friends or being kind? If you're not Trump, all is forgiven. This slow but steady rehabilitation of the former president and the whitewashing of his manifest crimes can't be left unchallenged. Bush may owe Ellen six bucks for nachos, but he owes the rest of us a prison sentence at The Hague. That is brilliant, frankly. That is effing brilliant. And there you go. We owe it to ourselves for this asshole to be rotting in The Hague. And all of these criminals. Otherwise, we're done. Because that's what's at stake. When Nancy Pelosi says he's not worth it, well, is this country worth it? All right, guys. Where's, uh... Where's everybody? All right, listen. Listen. We're going to meet back here at... On Saturday at 6 p.m. 6 to 8 p.m at the RDT Daily Facebook and YouTube channels, and we're rebroadcast. Hopefully you'll, you know, on Progressive Voices. Hopefully we can get together more often. Please become a patron of the show at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin or buy some merch at the RDT Daily Merchandising Store. If you're not already, become a... Follow us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter and all those other places. And all of your support keeps the show going it keeps the site on on uh, able to produce liberal content that can fight these fascist bastards and that's what we're going to need as as many liberal voices out there combating the lies 
so we can finally actualize the, the, the promises in our founding documents. And maybe one day we will have some accountability. That's how we'll know we're on the right track, that war criminals don't get to yuck it up. They, they have to face the consequences of their actions. All right, guys. <laughs> I know. Listening. I appreciate you hanging out. As I always say, we stick together, we win, and we will win. Because we are on the right side of history and the right side of humanity. And we're, you know, a little public shaming wouldn't hurt. If you see a fascist, I'm just saying. My name is Tara Devlin. Thanks again. I will see you on Saturday.